You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the O2 Podcast. Today, it's Paul and Andrew, and we are just live from your basement. Live from my basement, like normal. You like stepbrothers, but... Uh yeah, Paul, how are you been, man? Good, man. We 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 had a fun Friday. Dustin Huff show was fun. Uh, good 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 turnout. You know, we had a couple listeners. You know, popped up. Good family friends were there. It was Dustin good. Huff is awesome. Beautiful weather. Yeah, you guys are gonna like that that episode, man. Great conversation. Super interesting story with with Dustin and how he went down. Uh, there was there was some shenanigans after all that went down that I did not know about. Uh. So with with uh, with the law and the Indiana DNR, he didn't do anything illegal. Yeah, let's just preface that Dustin did not do anything. Dustin illegal. did nothing wrong, but the hate that he got online—I mean, people were were just running their mouth about him, and he did absolutely nothing wrong. I was that was—I did not know that. That's why I stick the dose, Paul. You don't yeah. get that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I. <laughs> so that was a great show, man. Great, great time. Really. Thank really you. Looking forward to really Thank you to Dustin. Thank you yeah. to Granville Brewery for having us. Yeah, and just a just a great time. Beautiful man. night. It was perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Couldn't ask for anything better. No so. humidity. Sun was sunset was beautiful. Uh, it was a good time. We're big, gonna do. I think try to do one more of those. Big deer too. Oh, dude, that deer was huge. But so. we'll uh, we'll talk more about that the, when we release that because that's uh, not this week's show. No, no. Um, this week we got an awesome show too. I hinted at it the other week. We got a guy doing good work, man. In Ohio waterways, Absolutely. doing doing a lot to to get women and children into into fly fishing and and making some badass stuff. So good good time. So we've got uh, a little bit of news here. We've got July 9th, Send It Slam, Go Wild, going to be a lot of fun. Uh, time to go wild.com. Get all your information there. Social media platform. I love it. You love it. 
we do a lot there. Um, so really, really, really enjoy and enjoy the uh, the relationship that we've built with Go Wild. And I know you guys are going to love it. They got a ton of products for sale on their website too. So a lot of big things happening uh, with those guys. So big shout out. I got my tethered system. We're supposed to have a tethered uh, a tethered training session today, Andrew. I don't know if it's going to happen. Work is going off for both of us, but uh, tethernation.com, they got a lot of stuff in stock. They don't have knee pads in stock. I was looking for them the other day, but uh, we'll get there. First Light, firstlight.com, you know where we stand on that. Man, that stuff's awesome, uh, so, so so definitely give, give them a check. So as far as news from around the state, I mean, it's end of June. The one thing that I saw the DNR tweeted out that I was really excited and just kind of kind of reminds you that like, I mean, it's almost July, but September 1st, first time that we can kill something other than a coyote or crow in Ohio, dove season, small game season, squirrels, <coughs> excuse me, all that opens up. And for the record, taking your kids out of school for dove season is a valid excuse. It is, damn it. It should be. But um, yeah, so, so the DNR or the Department of Natural Resources, Department of Wildlife, they were out planting dove fields last week. Nice. So a lot of, a lot of work going on. I saw that. That was that was pretty neat. So um, as far as news, we got a, kind of a terrible story out of Northeast Ohio. A guy shot and killed a bald eagle. I think it was in 2021 uh, was the story, but he he allegedly, I'm going to say allegedly. Because yeah, we you got to say that before. Yeah, no, no one was there. Uh, he thought he was shooting a hawk, which I – think that shooting a hawk is also i mean if it's not illegal it's definitely frowned upon frowned upon yeah but he he shoots and kills this eagle with what was it a 223 or something like that and uh i don't know how someone someone a neighbor on a different on on another property saw him this dude months gets slapped with a ten thousand dollar fine and his hunting license was suspended for five years hold on no no he got ten thousand dollar fine to the court and then I think it's $10,000 in restitution to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. So 20 grand, 20 Gs. The other thing that I found, I found interesting, I, I was reading this, this kind of, you know, this article led me down like a, like a, a path of, you know, black hole. hole. Yeah, rabbit hole, you know, reading about killing eagles and stuff. It's illegal to mess with the body of a dead eagle that you find on the. Did you get this on the dark web? No, this was on the Googles. <laughs> On the, on the Googles. The intranets. So, but I, because I've always thought like, okay, if I drove by and I saw an eagle like dead along the road, can you just pick that up and like taxidermy it with like it with a dead rabbit and its claws or what? Because that would be badass. But you cannot. You cannot. Can't touch it. You cannot disturb. Don't touch it. <laughs> you can't disturb the body of a dead eagle. I feel like you're probably on an FBI watch list though right now because you were Googling like what to do with dead eagles. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, cause like, what do you like? It's 2022. You're going to pick it up, take a selfie with this dead eagle and put it on Twitter or Facebook or some dumb crap like that. You're going to get in trouble. Oh, shoot. Don't do that. Uncle Paul's telling you <laughs> don't mess with dead eagles. Don't touch so, the eagles. Don't kill them. Don't mess with them. Duff Field's going in. That's pretty sweet. The other one that I thought was really neat that the, the state of Ohio just did last week this is our money. This is our dollars from licenses, tag purchases, and then the windfall profits from buying hunting hunting gear, fishing gear. The state acquired an additional 6,900 acres to tack on to Appalachian Hills wildlife area. Nice. Out in Guernsey and Noble and all those big counties out there. Old AEP lands out by Cumberland. Nice. That's a ton. That's a ton of acreage. Oh, yeah. So Every little I, bit helps, too. You know, It does. And, and that's the biggest... 
that's the biggest state-owned property now. It's almost, I think it was, I think it was almost fifty-five thousand acres. Wow. And then they added this on. So this is, I mean, that's pretty big. I love it out there. I've done a lot of a lot of hunting out in that land. I saw too. There were three hundred and fifty ponds on that property. So it's really neat. Hidden treasures. Yep, hidden hidden treasures. So check that out. But what do you what have you been doing, man? Anything fun in the outdoors? Breaking arrows. Breaking arrows. What did you hit? The pallet or something? Yeah. I don't know, man. I was. I was uh, backing up. I think I was at 65 yards. So I got one of those new Vortex range finders, which is sweet. But um, I was testing Where'd you it get out. it from? Uh, Go Wild. There you go. boy. And it it's really sweet. It's not definitely not the range finder's fault. It was definitely the archer's fault. I don't know what I did, honestly. But went a little high. I heard a thunk on the pallet. Mm. Went back. I saw the arrow. I'm like, oh, cool. There it is. And then I realized it was missing like six inches. from the And front. that was one of the serious arrows you just bought. Yeah. Serious archer. Uh, that's tough. I got to get a hold of them. So I, yeah. go ahead. Well, I went to order some more last night because I know what's going to happen when we go Senate Slam and Archery Hike. I'm going to lose some and then I'm going to be pouty and better have some backups. My wife asked me the other day, I said, I need to order new arrows. And she said, Well, how many do you, arrows do you actually need? And I mean, that's like, how much money do you need in your bank account? Right. <laughs> yeah. How much shampoo do you need? Right. Wife. <laughs> you wash your hair every day? Yes. I don't shoot your arrows. I don't have there. hair. I don't know how hair care works. But, but so I'm I'm with you, man. I those those arrows. I'm nervous about losing my new series. They're slick. Arrows. They yeah. fly so nice, so nice. They do so nice that they fly right over the side of your target. Um, I made a mistake. They've got those with the jackets or the outserts on them or whatever. So it's not like just a smooth. These are adult arrows, right? I shot it into my bag target that I that I've had for years. I had to cut the bag target open. And because I couldn't, I could pull the arrow out. So I'd much penetration. Destroy, destroy this arrow or this bag. So I don't know. That was pretty cool. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. We're doing the archery hike too. Yeah, but you know, I went to order more arrows last night. They didn't have them. They really? were out. It's becoming a reoccurring theme that when you want to buy something, if they've got it in stock, you better get it because I know the supply chain's all screwed up. That yeah. help help happens in my day to day stuff. But man, like. That's gonna. That's getting annoying. That every time, if you don't buy it when they got it, man, it's like every. It's everywhere. I saw Twitter or uh, Tethered put out a video on their Instagram a couple weeks ago. They got those those one sticks in. They were shipping it out. This was the first full twenty four hours they had them for sale. They they were shipping out like entire semi, like multiple semis of those one sticks were going out. So like it's just like with anything. That's a great example too because I remember looking at those last year. And it literally, I bet it was 10 months that they were out, maybe longer, that they didn't have them. And love First Light, but, man, there's times where I go on there, and if they don't have it, it's like yeah. um, I got my Sanctuary 2.0 bibs the other day. I got the coat last year, and it was warm as hell. So I was like, I got these bibs. But the uh, they hadn't been in, in stock until like a week ago. Uh, I got them. That was really weird. It was like 95 degrees, and I was trying on these exceptionally warm bibs. That was <laughs> Walk, walking around outside. <laughs> didn't work outside. out very well that way, but. Yeah. I did. I did a little trout fishing Saturday with some buddies. That was fun. Catch anything? Bunch of smallmouth, no trout. Um, what I did do is I, I fell on my knee. Really, I mean, like every ounce of my body went down on my knee, and it still hurts. Like I don't know if I. I mean, you can crack it. It's just bone, right? You can crack a kneecap, right? Yeah, yeah. I for sure did that. Like I, my my daughter stepped on my knee this morning, and I was just like, "I'm gonna throw you across the room if you do that again." <laughs> like, dude, not. I mean, it just like shoots pain down my entire leg. So, getting old. Oh uh, yes, getting old. Yes, so. we are. So, what? Uh, 
what are we going to do about archery hike? I'm not a good archer. And that's our – so, no, so wait, send it slam is first. So I get to embarrass myself in front of a ton of people at send it slam. National audience, yeah. National audience. There's like uh, – we're, we're going to talk to Braden today, but there's like uh, like one ring challenges or whatever he said where you can win stuff. Lots of prizes. Yeah. Sounds but like watch maybe that have be more the, arrows. Watch that be the one time that I hit like, – Right. I, and I, I win a free bear bow. Oh, man, I can't wait for that. I'm going to try that. I hope you do. I really do. It's – it's. I mean, it might happen. I don't know, man. So. I, 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 I haven't shot. I was trying. I, I think the farthest shot that I've taken since I've been shooting again in the last five weeks has been maybe sixty yards. And I'm definitely. I'm. I'm doing okay. But the problem with me, man, like those damn pins on on my sight, like they're so bright. And when you're shooting that far away, like it's it's like it's it's just hard to. I don't know, my eyes can't pick it. They just, like, mesh together, the pins do. So I'm like, eh, it's general area. Let it rip. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely fun when you get out far. I was yeah. doing 70 the other day, and it was, that was good. So. Yeah. My, my microphone stand is completely off the table right now. It's, yeah, been, it's been dropping this entire episode. I'm not sure what's going on. Mine's not cooperating either, so. <laughs> We're a mess, months. Absolute mess. So what do we got? We got Wes from Scioto Made. Awesome guy. Wonderful dude. Wonderful dude. Doing a lot of a lot of good work. This is you know we've talked about like like conservation work and conservationists and what it means to be a conservationist. Not just buying a tag. It's it's you know put a little sweat equity into the things that we love. And and this guy does it, man. I mean he does a lot for waterway cleanup and work. Wonderful fly fisherman. Had a bunch of really cool stories. It was funny we talked to him and you know that twenty five minutes or whatever you know, our interview time and then we hung around a shop and some of the stories that he told about fly fishing. Man, they were awesome. That's what we, we need to yeah. be recording that. Yeah, yeah. Good. That dude. was the that was awesome, man. Yeah, just talking with him. Born in Ohio and and now in Columbus with the sh- the store. They have the storefront. Um, so I would have made there in Upper Arlington. Yeah, we got and the we got the wallets. Skip um, wallets. Yeah, the skip dude, wallets. I was reading about it thing. and that little thing, the little paper it was his grandpa. Yeah, we didn't we didn't even talk about that. No. But so. uh, so it's one of those minimalist wallets, and I think was if it's six cards, six cards, some yep. cash or whatever. But dude, I love super, it. Super, super yeah. uh, handy. I took that. I had that when we went down to Disney, and I'm I'm historically had one of those big like George Stans wallets. But uh, I using that that little one was so handy, and and now I just pop that wherever you go. So yeah, no, it's nice. I just took the my microphone. The rest Paul of is now holding. I'm holding. <laughs> <laughs> take a picture of this and put it on Instagram. Oh shoot. <laughs> What is our Instagram? The dot o two dot podcast. That's always a fun time. Yep. Twitter is at Ohio Hunt. Yeah. Uh, go wild. Go wild is o two podcast. There is a Facebook page now that my wife has created, and she is managing that. So don't be a pervert, you know, on there. But I think there's like two two people on there. My buddy Grant's on there. And my wife's on there. There you go. But I don't even know how to do do the Facebook anymore. We gotta figure that out. No, we don't. No, we don't. No. Um, and what else, Paul? What else? We got our website, the O two Podcast dot com. Yeah. Um, we do have some shirts and stuff for sale in there. We'll make a bigger push at some point. Um, uh, but you got them made. You got us. I some, did. Yeah, I got some for the for the Dustin Huff uh show. They're awesome. The vintage really, print, the really soft nice. tees. Like I think you can get them for thirty bucks. That's yeah. awesome. I I really I really like it. The 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 Ohio outline with the logo on it that was cool man yeah yeah so that was good comfortable stuff. so yeah anywho uh so we're gonna go into Braden here about go wild and senate slam and then uh follow up with wes from Sciota made 
We appreciate you guys. Uh, give us reviews if you got time. We appreciate that. Or likes, follows, all that kind of stuff. And we will keep trying to do what we can do to bring you some good content. Lots of good deer talk coming up. Stay tuned. Yep. Take care, everybody. See you guys. What's up, everybody? <clears throat> we are back, and today we've got a quick quick note here with our buddy Braden over at Go Wild. Braden, what's going on, man? What's up? How's it going, guys? Good. You got you getting all excited leading up to your big event? Oh, yeah, man. We're uh, It's buzzing around here. Everybody's pumped to have like most of the details worked out, and now it's just like getting excited to actually have the event and have everybody here. Braden, are you married? I am. So, you know, like when you... you, you do all that major planning for a wedding and then there's like this huge lull and then there's that last second like bridezilla like get everything together at the last <laughs> second is that what we're getting close to that last second thing yeah like, i imagine so like we we have like a list of like must haves to make sure this thing isn't just like a disaster where like people are peeing on the sidewalk and stuff <laughs> so like if there if there's any last minute details now maybe it's just like adding you know more cornhole boards or you know whatever it may be but yeah, all the all the major stuff that's going to make this thing just a, a quality event are are done. We're we're not anxious about that anymore. Awesome. Well, we've been talking about it on our show for a few weeks, months now, whatever. Um, but what we're talking about is Send It Slam, right? Uh, brought to you yeah. by Go Wild. Uh, Braden, you want to give us a quick commercial on on what we're talking about, what it's actually going to look like? Sure. Yeah. So it's uh, send, Go Wild Send It Slam presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Um, so. Uh, it's been pretty cool to have Black Rifle jump on board and, and get involved. Um, obviously, they're an awesome brand that we're a big fan of. So for them to be supporting this is really cool. Um, and there's a, there's also an archery component um, to the the concert and the festival and all that type of deal, which is um, Bear Archery is going to be sponsoring that, uh, which is really cool. So that now um, part of the the giveaways on the 3D archery event are going to be like, um, you know, pick any bear bow that you want um, for our one shot challenge. We've got, um, you know, a ton of brands have come in like Garmin and Vortex and all these types of brands that are sponsoring different shots along the 3D course. Um, so that kicks off the actual event. So the timeline of the event is like 7.30 a.m. Archery kicks off. Everybody's going to show up to the to the farm um sporting club at the farm and um we'll have different knock times similar to golf where people can show up they'll meet the meet the guys from the bow hunting league that are working that with uh being jacob knight from go wild um get everybody through the practice course and get ready to go and then they'll um jump on the course it's a 25 target course um go through like i said a ton of those are sponsored with you know different giveaways and things like that so um, you know, we, we capped it at a pretty small group so that a lot of people will walk away with some pretty awesome prizes and gift cards and things like that. Um, and then over on the Louisville waterfront where the actual like outdoor festival is, um, at 1130, all of the, uh, food trucks are going to show up the vendors in the vendor village. So we've got some pretty cool, um, brands coming to that to like show their product and, you know, meet folks in person, that kind of deal. Um, that opens around noon and then, um, we've got the concert starting up, um, about, I think two o'clock, our first show is, uh, Dalton Mills. Um, and that's right after the go wild meetup happens. So it's just a huge, you know, meetup for, for go wild. Really. I mean, we're, we're, we've had this app going for so long, building this community 
And um, it's just an awesome opportunity to like get people in person to like meet each other. Um, you know, that's kind of what Go Wild's all about. It's not just about being in your phone all the time. It's about getting out and doing things. And so getting out and doing things and now meeting the people that you've met in the community in person while you're hanging out at a awesome concert, archery, beer, vendor fest. I mean, we just tried to blow it out as much as we could. So it's going to be a great time. So the, the meetups, you guys were doing that prior to COVID, weren't you? That was kind of a, a fairly popular thing. Yeah, so there's there's been a couple, um, like, much smaller scale meetups um, that, like, you know, take over a bar or something like that here or there, but not really something that we could accommodate, like, a lot of people. Like, we were capping those at, you know, 50 to 70 folks, where this one, you know, we can accommodate thousands. So um, we're we're excited to just, like, bring as many people as we can um, to this one event, as well as it's open to the public too. So it's not just folks and go wild. You can bring the the whole fam family and uh, all your friends or whoever and have a good time. As far as the archery shoot goes, are there still spots available for knock times? Yep. There, there are some spots available. Um, I, I know I haven't checked on exactly how many are left, but, um, it's, it's kind of one of those things where people are signing up with their friends. So like, I think we're doing four, um, can roll out together. Uh, so that's kind of how they've been filling up is like, you know, one person hears about it and it's like, Oh, Hey, me and my three buddies want to sign up for that knock time. And then that knock time's gone. So, um, if you want to sign up individual or as a duo, we'll either, you know, pair you in with somebody if you want to shoot with folks, or if you just want that knock time and there's nobody else there, we'll let you all run through, um, the goal is to kind of keep it rolling on like 15 minute increments to just get people through the course and make sure there's even spacing and how many arrows do i need to bring (laughs) so that's a good question um i went down to tack in tennessee um and shot the hoyt course and i should not i had no business on the hoyt course and i lost like 120 bucks worth so um we we went down me and jacob went down to that as kind of like a a a learning mission to kind of see like how we should set up this course and me and Jacob are both like hunting archers. Um, and that's what a lot of the go wild crowd is too. So, um, we're trying to keep it in like a reasonable hunting, uh, you know, range. So we're talking like probably 20 to 40 is going to be your average shot. Um, a lot of times what makes a 3d archery course, a lot of fun for people that haven't done it is they're going to be like some technical shots, some difficult shots, shots you may not actually take in the wild. Um, so we're going to mix in a couple, you know, 60 yard shots here or there where it makes sense. There's one where you're shooting over a a pond over, you know, onto a cool target. Um, but primarily it's more of, you know, testing your hunting skill is, is the goal. And then it's not going to be like this crazy competitive, you know, thing where like you couldn't take a few steps in if you wanted, or if you brought your trad bow, like there's going to be you know, areas for you to step up and take reasonable shots and just have a good time. But if you're wanting to enter for prizes and things like that, there will be certain ones where it's like, okay, well, if you're wanting to get into the drawing, you need to, you know, take the shot from here and, you know, you got to, you know, 12 ring it or whatever, but um, it can be as competitive or just a good time as, as you want it to be. And hopefully you don't lose that many arrows, <laughs> I guess, to answer your question more directly. Look, like, if you're out- a, if you're a hunter, it shouldn't be, crazy but you'll lose a couple out of that i was out shooting last night and i lost one well i broke one and uh, i was just practicing on flat ground so it's gonna i'm gonna yeah. lose arrows 
I'm, oh man, I'm, I'm I'm done. There's no way that I'm I'm gonna lose every arrow I have. <laughs> you You'll have a good time doing it. <laughs> I can't wait. You mentioned at the the festival part of the event, um, bringing the family and stuff. What what do you got for kids to do? Uh, so the Boy Scouts are actually gonna be there um, teaching uh, like marksmanship, so like BB guns and stuff like that. Um, Raise them outdoors is gonna be there teaching archery which will be really cool. And then um, there's going to be like all kinds of food trucks. There's a playground close by. It's on the Louisville waterfront. So it's just a, a ton of open grass and there'll be a bunch of kids there. Obviously if they're, if they're 12, um, I think they have to be 12 to shoot the actual archery course and then 12 and under get into the concert for free. Um, so that's how that works out. And then, you know, just a bunch of kids around kids love being around a bunch of kids. So <laughs> there'll be cornhole, things like that too. Good. And, uh, let's see, July 9th, right? Saturday, July 9th. Saturday, uh, July 9th. And what's the registration and costs and where to go for all that? Yeah. So if you want to get tickets beforehand, you can go to senateslam.com. Um, the general admission for like just the concert tickets is 30 bucks. Um, with all of our tickets, $5 goes to the Raisin Outdoors Foundation, which is an organization we support. Um, and their whole mission is, you know, getting, getting kids and, uh, families into the outdoors and teaching them necessary safety skills to do that. Um, so general missions, 30 bucks. And then the actual, um, archery shoot is 75 bucks. Um, and then for, if you want 10 bucks off, you guys can use, um, buddy 10 is the promo code. You can get $10 off, uh, any ticket that you purchase. We got to talk about Cole Chaney. I found out about him <laughs> from from Cinder Slam. That guy, yeah, that guy is good. He is one hell. He's of a musician, good, man. Well, it's it's a cool little festival because people may not know this, but Brad is like a music nerd. Like, and a lot of us aren't kind of following his footsteps. He's he's like always sending out recommendations and stuff. Especially with Kentucky artists, he knows all the folks that are up and coming. And like the general vibe of this concert is like, if you like Tyler Childers, this is kind of your deal. Yeah. Um, these are like up and coming folks that are in the same vein, Southeast Kentucky, you know, singer songwriter type jam session folks. So it's, it's going to be gritty, man. I love it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's right up all of our alleys and we feel like it'll be up everybody else's alley too. So it'll be, it'd be cool. And you get to maybe, like you said, you discovered Colt Chaney through this. I mean, he's, he's a cool one, but these other ones that, people may not have heard of that are, you know, same caliber, just kind of up and coming on the scene. So this is going to be a, a cool event for them to get out and, you know, play for a new crowd. And then for our crowd to maybe hear some folks they're not used to hearing all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pumped. I can't wait, man. Kid, I'm ready. Kids keep asking when we're going back to yeah. Tucky. When we going back Tucky. to Tucky. That's right. I'm going <laughs> to leave them in Tucky. That's what, that's what <laughs> like they belong there. So. Yeah. No, we're just joking. Uh, well, Braden, thanks for uh, joining us today and giving us a, a quick rundown. That, again, it's July 9th down there in Louisville. Yep. SenateSlam.com if you got any more questions. And, uh, yeah, looking yeah, forward to it. Thanks for having me. No problem, yeah, man. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to meeting everybody there. Yep. Take care. Thanks, Braden. All right. Y'all, too. See you.
What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the, the O2 podcast. Today we are in, uh, we're on the road again, Paul. We are out and about here in Central Ohio in Upper Arlington, uh, over here at a place called Sciota Made uh, with Wes Adams. Wes, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Wes, do you want to give us a quick background of you and what Sciota Made is? And um, I guess we kind of got introduced to you. Uh, randomly, really, essentially, and uh, but it's pretty cool little operation that you got going here, and and figuring out some uh, your interests in different things. Yeah, um, I'm Wes. I'm up here in Upper Arlington. Our shop's located here on uh, Fishinger and Thirty Three, um, and we design and make bags, wallets, and kind of everyday carry type items that um, are simple to use. So um, everything's done in house here, um, as well as embroidery and some other stuff. We are sitting next to some serious sewing machines and very cool uh artistic there's a lot of creative yeah. things no, it's right neat. so it's neat um and as we walked into your your retail room there i mean i was already picking out things that i was like we gotta pick up before well, we as soon as i walked in i was like eh, i'm not getting out of here without yeah, buying something. that's uh, <laughs> so. very cool different um tell us about some of the, the products that you do have uh, you know kind of going out every day that you guys are designing well our, our first product is called the skip wallet it's like a minimalist wallet um it holds about six cards um with an elastic strap on the back to put cash in um and when i set out to design that wallet i mean minimalist wallets are everywhere front pocket wallets and that stuff but what i didn't like about them is they always have a memory so if you put six cards in it it always wants six cards if you do anything less it all falls out so I engineered it with a uh, elastic strap on the inside to keep everything tight. So you can do one card, six cards, whatever you want. If you're going to go out to dinner and just want a credit card and your ID, it'll stay in there without falling out. Paul and I were just talking about that. Yeah, I've got one of those leather wallets today. It's got like 30 credit cards in it because I can't take them out. I just have to got to keep them in there. Yeah, so. Paul's got all of his expired credit cards. because yeah. <laughs> I can't take them. I can't take them out. Yeah. He's got six Zoom memberships in there too. So. <laughs> yeah. So so what? When did you start Sayota Made? We started in uh, 2018, actually under another brand name, um, and it was started out to be just a an outdoor kind of uh, brand with clothing, apparel. We wanted to try and sell some stuff, and then um, 2020 hit, um, and it changed our direction. So um, we were went from me trying to find a new job to making masks and completely changed the trajectory of our business. So I'd start off with a home sewing machine, um, working out of my basement and then ended up buying an, an industrial machine and it's kind of snowballed from there. And now I think I have seven or eight machines and another one on the way next week. So good for you. That's, man. that's, yeah, that's wonderful <laughs> to hear. You all right. Yeah, we're good. Don't break the table. <laughs> I almost need <laughs> your chair in your table. Don't edit this out. <laughs> I just my chair just dropped like five inches. That's that scared me. That's so. but now you're on the same eye level as us, <laughs> well. where I, where I should be. Yeah. Oh, okay. Shoot. So, so back, <laughs> yeah, back to where we were. Mostly the stuff you make is custom, though. Uh, yeah. It's it's, it's uh, for different groups and organizations. I yeah, guess. we do. Um, so our brand, I, I design everything we make, so all the backpacks and everything we do. Um, but then we also um, have some products that we make for other companies. Um, and then we do embroidery for other local businesses, small businesses, do like bars and restaurants. Um, uh, gosh, we've done a couple other businesses and things. So breweries, breweries, stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah. Good, good deal. So in our in our intro conversation that we had, what about two months ago, I guess at this point. You had mentioned you're big into fly fishing, mm -hmm. big into, you know, what, what do you have? Like, what are you into outside of, you know, Sire Made making these awesome bags, wallets, hats, all these things. You, you've got some really cool stuff going on out in the world, man, out in the, out in the waterways here in Ohio. 
Well, I mean, anytime I can be on the water is a good day. Um, obviously with the rain recently, it doesn't help me, but, um, so we try and get out here and we go kayaking and everything on the Scioto. Um, and right. I mean, we're, what, it's right it's right there. 100 yards away yeah, from it so right. um it makes it pretty easy and we just like to go camping hiking uh, we bought a trailer a couple years ago take our kids out and um just kind of anything that's not inside so that's awesome yeah getting kids outside that's uh something that's near and dear to my heart actually our uh daughter just had her birthday party last night so i was kind of in charge of of some of the presents i'm gonna i'm just gonna direct this in a different direction real quick <laughs> mm. so uh she got a tent and a, uh, a mattress and a little blow-up thing oh my god she was so ecstatic she wanted to go camping last night so uh, you should have let her I, beautiful night. i should have i tonight i think is what we're there looking at but, so um so when you're out i mean you go out fly fishing around ohio you got different streams and, and different things or you go travel out of state um i'll do uh, mainly the scioto or like the darby um i hit the mat every once in a while um if i can get get away that long most of the time it's on vacation if i can go though um i mean i if i can go for reds down in south carolina i'll do that any day you got to um, speak non-fly t- fishing term to me so sorry. i'm still trying to figure this out uh we had that episode a few weeks ago with the go wild guys but yeah. what are reds redfish uh, redfish okay yeah someone you- someone else is telling me that that's like one of the best fish to target with the fly rod like you that's the most fun you'll have with the fly rod yeah would you, would you agree with that yeah because it's you're when you're going for trout and bass and stuff you're kind of throwing at trees where they're where they're where you think they're going to be mm-hmm. for reds you've got to see them and so it's i mean i'm not a hunter so i'm going to speak in my terms but sure it's probably as close to hunting that fishing gets type of thing because you got to be stealthy you can spook the fish pretty easily um, not casting shadows over the water and all that no noise not and not staying. like i mean i i had one where i was in the front of a boat and i had to step down and like I like I don't know. I made a thud in the boat, and the captain about threw me off because <laughs> he saw oh. fish everywhere. Um, just take off. Just take. But um, so that's it's just it was a it's a different type of fishing. Um, and the closest thing here in Ohio is probably carp because um, they're super stealthy, very picky eaters. Um, I know. I know what carp stuff. are. Yeah. yeah, I've seen so, those. <laughs> they're big, ugly fish that right, right. eat bottom stuff. Are we talking freshwater or saltwater? Salt. Okay. That's what I thought. Just wanted to be. So when you're out here on these rivers, what are you catching? Usually bass. Um, over here, you do. There's some places to get catch stripers. Um, my, I want to catch a carp. I still haven't. Um, but I, that's my like goal here. Yeah. That's gonna be a hell of a fight because carp. I mean, they're like that's. Yeah, everyone says carp trash fish, you know, but they are so much fun to catch. Yeah. I've caught a handful, not fly fishing, but just like spinning rods and you know fishing. They're they're a fighting fish they're huge and, yeah and they they are they are huge that's absolutely right yeah and uh there's some big ones over here and then on the old and tangy too you can like you can see them they're just massive yeah so, so yeah. okay speaking fly fishing world what <laughs> number rod are you going with because there's man i wish i need to go back and listen to our other thing <laughs> so there's the lower numbers and there's the higher numbers and so for something like a carp or big bigger bass are you on a higher number yeah so you probably for uh it's a like a trout probably like a five right weight usually you use our small bass or like in a in a pond you can go lower if you're doing like bluegill and some other stuff um i'll typically use a seven weight for bigger bass um or trying to go for carp just because of the the fish um when you get into like uh um, redfish and bigger fish you're looking at like a eight to nine ish how many fly rods do you have uh 
Can we not talk about that? Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> a couple, right? Um, a couple. It's okay. At least as many sewing machines as I have. Okay, there you go. Oh, there fly you rods. Go. We're, I think we're all in the same boat. It's good. <laughs> so, um, are you waiting? You go wait, waiting Yeah, we go waiting out here, here. yeah, um, typically. Okay. So, um, Is, do you go from a kayak? Is it? I've done it from a kayak, yeah, or a stand-up paddleboard. Um, that's pretty fun because you can cover more water. Um, that sounds like way more coordination than I'm capable of. A stand-up paddleboard it just sounds like so much fun gear to buy that it does. I just don't even know what I have to do now. Now a stand-up paddleboard is on your list of stuff that probably you have to, that you have to own, right? Well, and yeah, and then I mean, go. if you if you really want to do it, you can get a small Yeti and set it in the back to where you can sit. And it has to be a Yeti. It has to be a Yeti. Right. It can't it be, be anything else. Yeah. You're rolling down in <laughs> three thousand dollars for the stuff. Yeah, that. I don't think they sell you paddleboards <laughs> without a Yeti. It's just the way it goes. Right. Uh, oh goodness! At least that's what I tell my wife. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So talk talk about the waterway work that you do, the cleanup, the trash removal, some of the organizations that, that you're a part of and, and why that's near and dear to your heart. So we have a we have a group of uh, other local business owners, um, hashtag uh, 59, Studio 35, and a couple others that we work with. Um, we help to organize river cleanups down here on the Scioto um, and then throughout the metro parks and some other areas just for trash cleanups. And we do that um, kind of twofold, one, to keep the waterways clean, but then also, too, to help support a group called Hero USA that helps to get um, underprivileged kids out uh, kayaking on the waterways. And then also uh, they take them in the wintertime up to Mad River Mountain to go um, uh, snowboarding and just introduce them to outdoor sports and stuff. And it's a really cool organization we got involved with a couple of years ago. And over the past about four years, we've done 25 plus events. Um, and we've taken out 20,000, over 20,000 pounds of trash through the riverways. Wow. Um, which is, it's crazy because there's a, a couple dams, especially on the Scioto here, where it's not too bad up here. Uh, it's a little bit deeper, but you get downtown to where you're at, like uh, um, the Green Lawn area or Scioto Audubon, and a lot of stuff collects down there. So um, typically we'll go out, if we're going to do a kayak cleanup, it'll go out of Scioto Audubon, and we'll go north on the river and kind of just clean up the edges and come around. Um, and then, um, or we'll go through like the Scioto Mile downtown, which it's it's kind of cool because it gives the the people that come out for the cleanup it's a it's an event. So you're downtown Columbus, you're with all the skyscrapers, and you're on a kayak, and you're kind of, you're doing good as well cleaning up and stuff. And we have um, a partnership with Pacifico, which has been huge, um, that helps us get get helps us get more awareness and uh, raise just raise awareness for more people to come out. Um, and we've had like anywhere from 40 to 80 people at an event. Um, we've done, we did one event a few years ago, um, right before the pandemic downtown, we had 125 people oh, wow. uh, for a river cleanup on black Friday. So, um, it's, it's fun. Like November, black Friday. Yeah. November, black Friday. Mm -hmm. So we, um, REI, you're, I mean, you're familiar mm -hmm. with REI and their opt outside thing on black Friday where they close their shop. Well, we have our businesses, we all close on Friday, that Friday, and we go out and clean up. That's awesome. So we work with uh, uh, friends of Metro Parks and Columbus Metro Parks to bring them out. And um, we had the uh, the uh, director of the Metro Parks out there to kind of help lead the way and work with the Rangers. And it's a really cool event. Um, so, Is it one of those, like, because I've done some river cleanup stuff. And there's a point for me every time I've done it, I'm like, God, humans are so gross. Like, we are just like the nastiest people it's just the nastiest creatures on the on the on the planet. You're just kind of like frustrated with humanity, and you just keep grabbing trash and keep and keep moving. I mean, do you ever get to that point with like during some of those cleanups where you're like, you know, why 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 the hell is this here? Uh, I would say, 
Yes. Last year, after uh, during the pandemic, we didn't have as many in-person events. We did more um, like uh, on your own events, which we still had a great turnout for. But when we did our we got our first in-person event last year, it was like uh, there's a lot of crap out here. Yeah. Um, we were down at the autobahn. Actually, me and my everyone was getting in kayaks to go out up the river, and me and my wife just stood on the shore for two hours on the dock just picking trash. Didn't have to move. And we it did not have to move. Right to it you. was just right there. So that's unbelievable. What's the weirdest thing you've ever found? Um, we like to do. We celebrate big ticket items, so a lot of tires, yeah. um, shopping carts, bird scooters, those like electric scooters. Oh yeah. So uh, when you're downtown by Broad Street, uh, usually you'll get somebody who throws it off the bridge. No kidding. <laughs> so they're there. Wow. So we've gotten a bunch of those. Um, I figured you'd say tires. I did not think we'd we'd get the bird scooter. Oh but yeah, that's no. uh, yeah. Uh, we had a big wheel, like those little like uh, uh, bikes, like kid oh, bikes. Yeah. I had some of those. Um, also like bottles, like a lot of like catfish, jar, like a uh, um, uh, whatever food, catfish food type stuff. Yeah, it's a. Uh, so I, I've never done the river cleanup, but a lot of times when I go shed hunting, I'll take a trash bag with me when I'm looking for antlers or whatever, and I'll pick up trash. And there's been a couple of times where I'm, it's like, I, I'm like hands up. I can't do it anymore because I can't, I have no more room in, in the bag because yeah. I've got so much trash and it's amazing what's out there and, and gets caught up in, in the shrubs. And yeah. Stuff I like think, that. you know, I, as, as a public land hunt, public land hunter and angler and, and, and just, person that goes out and, and just enjoys the public lands in ohio it's so frustrating when you go to a to an access point and there's a couch and there's 15 tires and there's all these things i'm like you know you just just take the time to like you can you can take these to places like there are recycling centers in every county like there are things to do other than just chucking it out you know on, on public land or, or in a waterway I and mean, that's just that's disgusting i, I remember a couple of years ago when when the state took out the low head dams on the old tangy down by ohio state and they you know the water level dropped someone found a bowling ball do you remember the story yeah. and, they, and the guy's name was engraved on the bowling ball and they found him like you know, probably via facebook or something and he's like oh yeah i chucked that back in the 80s like in a bowling league wow. and he was blaming his poor performance on the bowling ball so he like ceremoniously chucks this thing <laughs> into the river and it's just there for decades and yeah we find it you know 25 years later so that's funny I, th- I do commend you guys, um, obviously, on all the work you're doing. But, you know, between bringing the kids out and getting them outside, I think that's really, really important. Uh, and also teaching them, you know, how to take care of the natural areas that we have. I know as a kid growing up, man, litter, I don't know what it was, whatever the, the na- national message was, do not litter. Do not throw litter out and stuff like that. And I think. Wasn't it like a raccoon or something yeah, I like feel that like, was a spokesman yeah, for the yeah. mid-90s? Yeah. yeah. Um, but nowadays, I'm not sure. I don't know if it is there or not. Uh, my kids, they know not to throw anything out there, but uh, you still see so much trash out there. So between cleaning up and then also influencing the next generation, I mean, that's that's huge. So mm, yeah. thank you. Yeah. I mean, you talk about like so many, so many people, especially in the industry that we love hunting, you know, people say, well, I'm, I'm a conservationist. Well, what do you do? Oh, I buy a, I buy a tag and a license. Well, what else do you do? Like the, the, the days of... of just buying a fishing license or hunting license and just being Walmart concert, those days are over. Yeah. Like the, the resource, and I say the resource, the waterways, the lands that we all enjoy, they're under so much stress, under so much pressure. I mean, you have to, you know, you have to get some skin in the game. And good yep. good, good for you guys for doing that, man. That's uh, very, very commendable work. So 
Yeah. What, what else? Whether you got any big projects coming up this year? Um, we're still working on some of the cleanups and scheduling those. Um, and actually, the group has um, through hashtag fifty nine has expanded into Grand Rapids, Michigan. So that's been a little bit of piece of a uh, growth, which has been cool to see. Um, and then for us, um, it's just trying to keep keep business going. Um, things have been growing, which has been good. Um, and I get to buy more toys, which is better. Right. Um, so you're talking about like embroidery toys or fishing poles? Fly rods, uh, paddle boards, so, and yetis, pa- paddle, paddle boards with yetis, yeah, slash we'll just, embroidery machine, all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, more, more machines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah that's good. Um, where so hashtag fifty nine? Is it like the hashtag or is it spelled out hashtag? It, it's spelled out hashtag. Okay, and that's how people, if they're listening, want to and want to get involved, they can go Google they, that. They or? can go with that. They can go to our website. Um, we'll have information on there as well. Um, it's Um and all of our social medias and stuff. We have links to new, new events coming up, um, and on Facebook is a big place to get it because um, we do Facebook events and um, so. Cool. Good deal. Anything else? Uh, as far as what else? What else on your mind? Oh, that's a deep question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> soapbox. Get on right. your soapbox for a couple minutes. <laughs> no, I kind of think what, what you're talking about with the uh, the public lands and kind of the, those things. And in Ohio, it's because there isn't a lot of public land yeah. for recreational use, and it's to us it's really important to get that message out for cleaning and stuff, especially with with the increase in camping and outdoor events over the last few years. Because you used to go to campsites and they'd be fairly clean. Now you go to state parks and you go to the fire ring and there's like 15 Mountain Dew cans and that's frustrating. A ton of stuff and so you got to clean all that stuff out and it, it puts pressure on the the environment, puts pressure on the park rangers to keep things going and there's just a lot of a lot of upkeep that's not necessary. Yeah. So and um, for us too, it's like it's it's been huge involving our kids because we have two younger kids, uh, eight and ten, who they find it fun to go clean up trash. Right. And so you get them a trash picker and a, and a thing. And it's like there's especially if you go to a, like a parking lot down here. We did one a couple of weeks ago and it was literally just how many cigarette butts can you find? And just all these bags. And we found computers and other stuff just kind of sitting over there the river. They get real excited about stuff that's kind of weird, don't they? Yeah. Like my, my little guy, he wanted a, a grabber tool, his grabber thing, so he could pick up trash. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. he, he he just loved it. He, you know, it, Okay. It's a make cool, it make it fun, man. It's a cool way to get to do it, and it's a fun little family event too. Um, and you're you're kind of showing the example of what you want to do. So, yeah. good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Raise well, kids that think it's fun to pick up trash instead of throwing trash out the window. That's the that's the goal, right? The message of the day. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wes, do you want to um, give us an idea of where, where everybody can find you and all your information, social media? And- we are Scioto Made everywhere. So it's like literally Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I think we have a Twitter. I don't know about that one, but uh, I don't. we're not on TikTok, I don't think. Um, Yet? I think we have an account. <laughs> I don't know that I've done anything there. Uh, but it's literally Scioto Made on all of those. Um, just spelled just like the river and then M-A-D-E. So. Cool. Good deal. Wes, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Love to. Thanks for coming out.